Yo, what's up, everybody? Yo, yo, yo. To the floor of Bordele. Have a seat. Have a seat. It's, we'll be right, right with you with the menus. Yeah, you know, at well, it's your boy Cisco, as always, with your, your boy, boy Ryan. Ryan. What up? <laughs> I wanted to. Uh, no I victory Monday, could, but no loser Monday, I guess. I wanted to see if you could handle the pressure. You, oh, you, know, I was you did well. I'd get around to it. Uh, yeah, no victory Monday, but we can celebrate the Vikings losing. Sure. That's, pe- that's petty. Fuck, whatever. No, man. It, okay. I'm just first, sick of their fans, dude. It's like... First, okay, yeah. I was just going to say, I'm not... It's not petty when year in and year out, all we hear is, oh, you'll be one and done in the playoffs, or, oh, you couldn't get it done, you didn't get there, but, like, we were there, right? So now it's their turn. They're finally in the position, and it's like a big deal, like, oh, well, you guys are at home. I'm like, bro, it's the same shit that you said to us when it's no different. Sit your ass down on the couch now. I will say, other than, well, I'd say the only player on that team, I I would like to see Justin Jefferson get a championship if he leaves the Vikings. But, like, I like him. There's nothing to not like, right? Like, but Kirk don't deserve one. Z definitely don't deserve one. No, he is a hoe. I'd even say Patrick Peterson, right? Like, he ain't done nothing wrong. Nah, but, I mean, now he's on the Vikings. So. Yeah, he got to go. But, I mean, yeah, so for the menu today, we'll talk about a little bit of the Goody and Matt LaFleur's press conference, kind of what's on the horizon for the Green Bay Packers, the elephant in the room, I suppose, and then maybe – what we expect out of uh, maybe maybe like the positions we would like to draft maybe in the top couple picks. And then I think something else we can definitely hit on a, like free agents that we need to bring back. Yeah. And the salary um, cap thing. Cause you, you, I mean, you've been schooling me, not that I pretend to know, but like you've been educating me, I should say schooling kind of seems like, you know, I was saying something that running, corrected me. We're running um, circles around you fool. But <laughs> but you have, you know what I mean? You've been educating me on that because I really don't know a lot about that. You you pay attention to that and, you know what I mean, you know where to get that information. So we could just talk about that a little bit and then, you know what I mean, and segue to the free agents that we have. Um, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing that we can touch on the free agency stuff. Well, just but, free agents for now. I mean, I don't... I mean, not... I'm sorry. I, I, I misspoke. Uh, we can touch on the salary cap stuff, but really until the league announces the new price tag, it's all conjecture. Because, like, right now we're $16 million over. Okay. But when the, when the new year starts, if, it, if, the, if the cap goes up $16 million, then we're not over at all. And everything we do is now uh, in the positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, we can we can touch on it. But I don't want to spend too much time because when the league announces that and we start to restructure, I'm sure we're going to talk more about it at length. Yeah, um, but we can definitely. Give, I want to give people the idea of of the options that we have as yeah. it stands. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Because I think that helps put things into perspective, especially when when you get into the people that oh, why didn't we trade this person? Why didn't we? You know, it's kind of like, hey man, let's let's get educated on the front of it instead of you know what I mean after the draft and when preseason's hitting and, and everybody's talking, well, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but before we get into that, did you have any playoff surprises or, or maybe even just a couple um, players of the game type of situation? 
Giants defensive line is pretty damn good. Um, yeah. When I was watching that game, I don't remember. I mean, I remember Dexter Lawrence having a – is it Dexter? Yeah, I think okay. so, yeah. Uh, I remember him having a pretty big game, but don't they also have Leonard Williams next yeah. year? And, yeah, and the Jet- uh, Thibodeau. Yeah, I didn't – I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if he's going to pan out. He doesn't – I mean, we talked about how edge players sometimes just take time. You know, Sean yeah. Gary took three years to really come into his own. So I don't want to, like, write the book off on Kayvon Thibodeau, but he seems a little too small to well, really handle tackles. What I The thing that I noticed about the game is that he was he was commanding some double teams, and I think that's what was freeing those guys in the middle up. Is yeah, that, yeah. Because he does the, – the one thing that he has that, that is transitioning – is the athleticism, right? Oh, he's he, got you know, explosive speed. Yeah, so I, I, I did see him getting um, chipped and double teamed a lot. And then also, I mean, they didn't get that many calls, but they were holding him a lot, you know what I mean? So it, it could have been a different a, could have been a different game, and maybe you hear his name more yesterday. But Well, the game should have... Game should have ended three minutes earlier. That fucking roughing the passer yeah, was the dude, worst that was call. Bullshit. They got to do something about this, because I, I think that... I mean, what is the guy supposed to do? Because that one was bad. They, they, he didn't land on him. He didn't throw him down. No, he literally just like brought him around with him. No, and I mean the point of sacking the quarterback is to get him down because maybe not with Kirk Cousins, but when you think about Patrick Mahomes or Josh uh, Allen, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, or even their own quarterback Daniel they Jones. Could, they could even yeah, Daniel Jones. You could swing him, and he still has his footing, and he can end up running for forty yards. You know what I mean? Because the player, yeah. You know, somebody's wide open. So if you don't bring him down, if you don't actually get him to the ground, I just I don't get it, man. I, I really don't. Well, like, I get we, to protect the quarterback, but we saw it this year from Preston Smith. He gets to the guy. The quarterback makes a move or goes to throw it, and he stops. Like Preston Smith is playing it the way the NFL wants him, but it's it burned us a few times this year. Yeah. It probably burned him for like two extra sacks, which would have gave him that huge bonus. Yeah, Preston <laughs> Smith is a very heady guy. You know what I mean? Like he definitely when he's like when he rushes, he knows what like what's going on. And I think Kenny Clark did it once this year as well. Just let him go, and then he like scooted out of there. Um, but I would say my the biggest surprise. Uh, two of them, how well they handled Justin Jefferson from a schematic standpoint, and then how well Daniel Jones played. And I, I want to go back to a quick conversation, Matt, if you're listening. I'm not calling you out. When I was giving you guys shit about Daniel Jones and Josh Allen and how they have comparable stats, I didn't believe myself. <laughs> so, like, I was just, like, fueling the fire. But I will say, because I'm not a huge Daniel Jones believer, I will say yesterday he played really well. Yeah. Um, to the point where if he plays like that and that defensive front plays the way they did, they're going to be hard to beat, especially yeah. in the NFC. Like the NFC doesn't – and if you – the only team that I think is standalone better than them, like on paper, are the Eagles. But we know how those divisional games go. They're yeah. not going to be blowouts. I think that's going to be a good game. I think, though, too, you have to take this into consideration is we're talking about probably before the season or maybe middle of the season, you're still taking in the, the, the past years of Daniel Jones. 
I think this year he looks better. I think he's just being coached better. And he... I, I mean, Dable is a great coach. We saw it yesterday. I, yeah. I mean, I, I actually like Kevin O'Connell. Like, I think he's a really good coach, but he was out coached yesterday. Yeah. Um, but then again, we're, we're talking about a first year coach that came from Buffalo. We don't know a lot about him. Like, who knows? Brian Dable might be the next guy. Isn't he on the Belichick tree? I don't know. He came from Buffalo, right? He did, but did he leave Belichick system and go to Buffalo? Oh, that I don't know. That well, I don't. I'll t- I'll mean, take a quick look if you want to. I can take a look too, but um. But I mean, I don't know. I I kind of was watching, kind of not. I didn't watch any of the night game. Um, I got I got oh, hooked I watched, on Call of Duty and. I watched that. Yeah, so no, he was uh, Cleveland Browns, Miami Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs, Alabama Crimson Tide, and the Buffalo Bills. So he's and he's only forty seven. He's been around like yeah, he's been coaching he's for a, a long time. So I don't know. Who knows? We might be talking about in five years that he's a uh, he's a guy. You know? Yeah. And you, you don't. You just don't know. Oh yeah, New England Patriots, thirteen to sixteen. So yeah, I thought I always heard his name when they talk about him, like, oh, Bill Belichick disciple, because you know they got every fucking coach that's ever coached under Belichick that has any success in the league, they have to say it. Well, I hope they remember uh, what's his name in in Las Vegas. Oh, man, he is such a bad coach, but so getting in really good coordinator, but I don't know if if it's too much for him or what, but my, um, I was going to say my my things from the playoffs, uh, just I don't want to take too much time, but before we get into the Packers stuff, uh, the Chargers coach, bro, he's, I feel like I like him, but I feel like he's got to get fired, man. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't – I think when your quarterback comes out – now, he could be doing that because he's a – it's just the type of guy he is, but – and he could be behind closed doors saying, hey, I don't believe in Staley, right? Yeah, but when your franchise quarterback comes out and says, and it's only a second year, I think you gotta you gotta ride with them for another year. I didn't watch that game. Okay. When they were up twenty-seven and Lawrence already threw four picks, I was like, "This shit's over. I'm not watching this." And then when I woke up and saw that they lost, I was like, "How is this even possible?" So I don't know if it was like a coaching thing, if he got super conservative. I um, mean, I just think I think that. Uh, in, in that, I mean, in that aspect, they got out coached. You, I feel like you have to get out coached to to blow a twenty seven point lead. Yeah, I don't want to take the human element out of it well, either, though. Of like, yeah, we're up twenty seven, so we're gonna take the foot off the gas, and the coach can only do so much. It's very similar to who's the prime, uh, Deion Sanders. Like, yeah, I don't want to coach rich people; they have no passion for the game. Now, that is a generalization. You know, but I would say on a 53 man roster, there's probably 15 players that are there for the money. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there are. I, I Maybe mean, a little less. I would say I would say less, but they, they might love the some. game, but they're there for the money. And when it ends, they, they it's not like, oh, I miss football. You know, I, I yeah. would say it's at least at least five, 10 percent of the but roster. I, so, I, I mean, I watched the game because. <clears throat> I'll, you know, I'm just like, whatever, there's nothing else going on. Um, and it was just, a, it was a collapse, man. The it, it was on both sides of the ball. The offense got stagnant. 
they couldn't do anything. And then um, the defense, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't get a stop. And the Jaguars were starting to get stops, and they were putting drives together. And I'd know, like, and- I'd like to see the scientific math done like the mathematical values done of how many first downs it would take to keep a 27 point game. Like, yeah, yeah. even if they scored in a minute, like how many first downs running the ball, keeping the clock moving, do you need to get? Cause I would think it's only like five, you know what I mean? Like, cause you can, you can waste seven minutes on a 30 yard uh, drive and pump. Yeah. The ball cause you just well, are running the ball nonstop. I mean, you think about it too. Like, how many how many knees can you take? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> yeah. But, but then you need of, first downs, you know. No, I know, I know. But I mean, you could that could buy you some time. Uh, I don't know. Just I just was like, what a collapse, yeah. man. I mean, were there turnovers? Um, or was it just literally like that defense stepped up and no, I held think them? There, I think there was some turnover, but the the thing was. The, the biggest thing I think was that Trevor Lawrence, something like his, I think like two, I feel like two or three of the interceptions weren't his fault. They were like tip balls or a guy like it bounced off his chest, I think. Yeah, um, I wish there was a stat that I wish they'd start tracking that. Like, like not your fault. Was, yeah, because it starts <laughs> to get because there's players that have have that that have a really bad rap. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is one of them. He's never. I mean, drop balls. Is, like, I think he's a talented guy. I don't think he's the next guy. He could be. I'm not counting him out. I liked him in Clemson, but I just – I don't I don't see the arm strength that I guess everyone else sees. I feel like those across – not across the middle, but the sideline, the sideline throws take forever to get there for him. Um, whereas, like, Josh Allen, that fucker's there in, like, seconds. Like, yeah. He's obviously got a can. He probably has the strongest arm in the NFL. I would, I would assume. Um, so that might not be like a fair assessment, but I don't know, there, man. I think there were no turnovers by the by the. Um, yeah, that's hard. I don't know how you lose the that. Then, like, you just poor play calling, but also the clock. Yeah, the clock stops on an incomplete pass, no matter what. So like and I think maybe uh, Herbert had 43 passing attempts. Yeah, that's 25 for 43. That's unacceptable. He should have been the, he should have had 30. Is, this is going to be the stat that I think um as a team the Chargers only had 67 rushing yards. How many attempts did they have? 23. That's still quite a bit. That's Well, three of them were from Herbert. Oh. Yeah, you so got to run the Eck- ball more. Eckler had 13, and Joshua Kelly had seven. You're up 27. You got to run the fucking ball. Well, you got to be good at it, too. I mean, Eckler was averaging 2.7 yards per carry. Joshua Kelly, 2.9. The longest rush was 13 yards. Eckler and Herbert both had a 13-yard rush. So, I mean, the defense just really started clamping down, I think. And Yeah, but you got to keep the clock moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to. But, you, but that's, what the, that's why I'm saying, too, that coach – he likes to fucking throw it and go for it on fourth down and that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you, you just gotta, you gotta get to the basics, but right, I was my just, last, Oh, go ahead. I, I, I just was, it, that was crazy. Um, and my then, last question for okay. the games, but and then if you have something else, definitely touch on it, but I want to hear your take on the dolphins. 
It's funny because I was just about to talk about the Dolphins. Do you blame their coach? No. Um, well, let me backtrack. Do, do you know if Teddy Bridgewater was healthy? I don't think he was. He had like a wrist or... Oh, okay. Um, I, he, I know he was injured. But also that Skylar Thompson play, played well. Managed very poorly. But that, that, that's the thing. I think yeah. that, How, that inexperience came, it showed at the end of the game when you needed it most. Because I don't believe, I don't believe they had timeouts, right? I don't think so. They did not. Well, they, they used them all. They, yeah. They well, got, the, they got a couple delay of games. That last, well, they got the one the actual delay of game on fourth and inches. And then it was fourth and six. Um. But yeah, they used all of them in the second half on, uh, on, uh, delay a game. Yeah. yeah, I think I just I I I mean, the, I thought that was going to be a blowout. So it was cool to watch that it was actually competitive. But I just think it was inexperience, and, and the same thing for Baltimore, just inexperience from Huntley because really it wasn't even the end of the game. It was that that goal line play that he didn't understand the play to duck down and follow the blocks. And he was trying to reach over, bro, you're two yards away. Like, this yeah, is inexperience. You know what I mean? Although I did think Harbaugh mismanaged the clock at the end of the game. Cause they had two timeouts, I think. And they were, they let it go down to like 50 something seconds. And I'm like, what are you doing? Dude, you, you have an inexperienced quarterback. Like you, you need all the time you can get. Yeah, I didn't see it, and I haven't seen I, – I brought up the Dolphins because McDaniels is just getting killed on social media. Well, on Bleacher Report, not so – I don't know about social media, but I assume the same. And I just don't think it's fair. Um, no, I, I don't think – I mean, I'm trying to think of a play that sticks out that I'm like, wow, that was dumb. But it was just inexperienced. The guy you, – you can only do so much as a coach from the sideline when it comes to managing the clock, especially – when you're trying to conserve timeouts or, you know what I mean? You don't have them. I just think that he, it was just inexperience. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And I'll but, even say the fact that they were in the game due to him taking those timeouts was a huge thing in general. Yeah. Like he was, on, I felt like he was on top of it, but then again, he's kind of a strange dude, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't dislike I him. Think, I just I, think honestly, I don't see, I think all things considered, I don't think anybody thought they could win. So I think to be in the position they were in with their third string quarterback, I think that's a hell that to me is a, it's not a, I don't want to call it an achievement, but that's a definitely worth a pat on the back and not a roast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, should we be roasting McConnell then? Cause he, his team lost. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, the, well, I think he deserves more of the blame than, I think he deserves a share of the blame because I think he was just flat out out coached. Well, you, I mean, yeah, you, you have to share the blame. You know what I mean? It's not, I'm just saying like, I think everybody's like, Oh, you, you know, for the most part, at least in their own fan base, people think he did a good job. And I mean, he got, he's the first year coach, got him to be the division leader. Yeah, here's I mean, my, here's my biggest issue with the end of that game. Everyone. And I, I'm not a Kirk cousins fan. Like, I just don't like him. I don't no. I don't have a reason not to like him. I just don't like him. But, you know, he's getting killed for throwing a 
you know, two or four yard pass on fourth and eight. Why the fuck is there even a route concept in the play that goes four yards? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, and and I, he was getting pressured. You know what I mean? So, it wasn't But don't like, even allow it to happen. Yeah. Make him take a sack. Make him throw it yeah. up. It because you down, gave him it. take the sack, so. Well, make him take a sack because no one's open downfield. Yeah. My point is, you didn't even give – you gave him an out that was short. And in the heat of the moment, he's like, well, I'm going to try to give my guy a chance. Yeah. But, but well, he didn't. It, it was a mismatch. Hawkinson is huge, you know what I mean? But the, the guy tackled, did a good job holding Giants up. tackled really well yesterday. Yeah. I think – and so, like, the, I told my buddy Phil, he's a Vikings fan. So, he was, what time do the Packers play, blah, 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 right, talking shit. I'm like, all right, bro, like, you guys aren't that good. But I told him, I said, yeah, that play call, that little safety valve with the tight end would have been good on third down. Yeah. Granted, that I think the – well, I guess it was good defense, too, but the guy kind of dropped that third down pass. Was that Osborne? Yeah. Well, it was also behind him. That's the play that I would roast Kirk for. He had the guy wide open. He puts it in front of him. He's going for a while. Yeah. But it is what it is, man. Like, I don't know. It's a game of inches. And I didn't think the Vikings were as good as their record stated. You can't, in my opinion, you can't even be in 11 close games to win them. Like, you need to at least – like, I think almost all of their wins except for the week one was – within seven points yeah and and sure it creates like this i don't know was like resilience resilience yeah. but but it also like becomes a trend like yeah you're gonna lose those games after a while and it, and it yeah you can't get you can't you're not gonna have the same outcome every time you're eventually that that type of play that inconsistency or whatever it is that's gonna eventually give up it's gonna give in you know what I mean? And you're not, and not gonna win. And and not that not that, you know, we as Packer fans are allowed to talk about home field advantage at all because we have not utilized it. Like Minnesota not, is yeah, not no. an advantage at home. Like they they just don't like they they provide nothing. Yeah. They're not that loud. Honestly, that fucking horn is the loudest thing in the building. Like the fans <laughs> aren't even that loud. You know, I mean, to the point where the Giants fans were mocking their skull chants. Like, yeah, they, that's they they traveled well. Well, I mean, Giants players were mocking the skull chant. Sorry, the Giants players on the sidelines. Like, because it, they just they're not a good fan base, and I know yeah. that probably hurts someone's feelings. But I don't, whatever, dude. You guys are trash. Go win a I was Super happy Bowl. They lost. It- I'm happy they lost, but at the same time, like. I'm just not that interested in football right now. Yeah. I think I mostly watch to see them lose. I, I'll I'll watch tonight's game because I would like to see the Cowboys lose. Although I would like to see Brady lose too, so that's really like a lose-lose situation. But Yeah, that's where I was at too. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, just it was interesting to see these teams in it, though. Miami hang in there, you know what I mean? Uh, the Ravens hang in there because – I mean the Jaguars come back like that was, there was some some cool moments this weekend for for football. Yeah, I, I agree. It just sucks watching. We're just not used to. Yeah, when your team's not playing. But speaking of our team, should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So I don't know if you watched Goody 
and Matt LaFleur's press conferences. No, I did not. Um, I'll admit that. I will tell you that I know we were planning on waiting until, you know, they talked in order to have this discussion, but it was a very extremely political, like they were politicians last week, a hundred percent. So like, I personally don't even think it's worth talking about like what they said. Um, Just saying all the shit they got to say. It, it literally had no substance. The only thing that people are now sticking to is this Joe Barry thing. And like, maybe he keeps him, maybe he doesn't, but he has to say he's going to keep him unless he's firing him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if he's going to sit back and evaluate, you can't, you can't make that decision. You know, you have to say, yeah, he's our guy. And then in three months, if you fire him or whatever, not well, even in a week. Yeah. Like say he fires him this week if he still wasn't committed to firing him or say he was committed to firing him, but he just didn't want to announce it publicly. Cause that's not the right way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. He has to say what he said. Like you, you have to, cause if he gives a wishy washy answer, well now you, you're creating more speculation and whatnot. Well, then so, it, becomes a, it becomes a problem for your yeah. organization way too early when your season just ended. Like you don't really need that kind of shit. So, so that's one thing Goody did say that I, took away from his discussion was because they asked him about it. He goes, well, that's just not how the Green Bay Packers operate. Like we don't just give up on people or, you know, publicly shame them or whatever. And it was like, Oh, that's, that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where you want to go to next. You might as well just get to it. Um, Um, Well, I mean, obviously everybody is going to talk about Rogers. Is he coming back? Is he going? Is he going to want to trade? Is he going to retire? And, like, obviously it's way too early to even speculate anything. I think – I mean, he could decide to retire if he wants, right? I mean, he could He could definitely do that. I don't know if he would do that. And, like, we were saying – like when we, I mean, obviously we've been talking, you know, the, the last week since the last episode. But, you know, it just doesn't seem like he's that kind of guy. Like, it does seem like he's still – wants to play like he I mean he still has something left in the tank and obviously I feel like the place he wants to be is going to be here but yeah so I'm going to go through yeah I'm going to go through some of the numbers yeah you I would say yeah I was just going to say so this is so I'll give my take there is zero percent chance in my mind we trade him because of the cap implications yeah uh, one thing Goody did say that I thought stood out was when we when he signed the deal last year, that extension, we expected him to play at least two years. So I I think he'll be back. I think he just has to do his normal little fucking like get away from football and and whatnot. But we're not going to cut him, obviously. And we're not going to. Tr- uh, but if we do trade him. And this is where it gets interesting. If we trade him pre-June 1st, for everyone out there, April, the last week of April is the draft. So if we cut him or trade him for this draft pick, or for this draft in 2023, it will cost us $98 million in dead cap. $98 million. If the cap is $240 million, that's over a third of our cap. So... If we wait till post June 1st to trade him, it is a 30 million dead money. But now we are losing a, 
in my opinion, a really good player, and we won't benefit till draft of 2024. So now I've thought about this because I'm sure other people are thinking it, and I want to get this out there because this is my opinion on it, is could we trade Aaron Rodgers for a take effect June 2nd for a pick this year and that team drafts them and holds on to them and then we we make it official June 2nd? You could, but a lot of things go into that. No team is going to trust the organization to not back out. No team's yeah. going to trust the organization to uh, that Aaron Rodgers doesn't just abruptly retire because he doesn't like the place that he's going. No organization is going to risk him failing a physical. So now you drafted a player that you potentially don't want, and now you're stuck with him, and he's a first-round pick. So, like, the odds of that happening are slim to none. Like, no organization is going is going to draft – with the intent to trade an individual two months later. And to throw this just out there, neither player can be with their teams till June 2nd, which means all off season is now lost. Yeah. So like, does any team want to bring in Aaron Rodgers and the first time he meets his teammates is training camp end of January? Probably not. Well, then it also limits, it limits the moves you can make because you're going to be waiting. Yep, exactly. Because things aren't official. So then, like, I mean, what do you promise a free agent? Like, hey, once this goes through, we can sign you, dude. Like, we'll give you this money. The guy's going to be like, man, and if that falls through, then I'm fucked, you know? Exactly. So it doesn't work that way. The odds of that happening are slim to none, in my opinion. It would be unprecedented, I believe. And I just don't see anyone taking that chance. Yeah. And on t- so. I believe I'm like 90% confident that he's going to come back at least for 2023. And then maybe he'll hang it up. And then we're on the hook for, I believe like 20 million dead cap, even if he retires. So now if he retired, we would be on the hook for 30 million for, for those listeners out there. Cause we would just wait till June 2nd. You know what I mean? Like the, the, it wouldn't go official till June 2nd, but then again, we are limited in free agency. Yeah. Um, Cause again, so, the hang up there's the, you have to wait for it to be finalized. So you really can't do shit. Yeah. You just don't get that money freed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now his cap hit this year post like for him to just stay. Um, I don't even think I have that. Oh, 31 million. So really, his his normal cap hit really isn't that bad. Um, but but again, I his salary is fifty nine, and then here's another thing that I saw, and it just, in my opinion, makes me believe he's coming back more. He forfeits twenty three million dollars that he's never gotten this twenty three million, so it's not he's not writing a check to the Green Bay Packers, but he does then have to write a check for six point five million to the Green Bay Packers. He has to give that money back. But also he loses $23 million future money on top of this, his salary this year. So, again, I know he said, like, oh, money's not important, yada, yada, yada. I'm sorry, dude, but if I'm staying at $75 million, 
<laughs> to also play a game that I love and I believe yeah. I can still play it. Everyone out there is like, hey, you're washed. Get off the field. Like, I think his personality is going to push him to come back. That's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's, I mean, that kind of covers all the bases of, of what we can right now, right? Because obviously we don't know anything. He hasn't said anything really since, you know, since then. So it's just kind of be, it's going to be the waiting game. I don't think that we wait long, as long to find out. I think that it'll be relatively early. Well, we didn't to... wait that long last year. It was before the draft. Was it? Yeah, because we traded Devontae Adams for draft picks just the week after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we didn't wait that long last year. Felt like forever because. Well, I think what felt like forever was because there was, there was really an unknown. Because he wasn't under contract. Yeah. Or he was, but, but it he had. Was, but it... But but there was like minimal dead money, yeah. so we could have just said, "Well, fuck it, you're being difficult. Get out of here. We're trading yeah. you." But I don't but, know. I, but I don't. I, even then, I don't think it it is going to go that long. Um, I think we'll know soon, and I think he's going to stay. I think we'll know by free agency. Yeah, I by guess the start the of free agency. You, I mean, and obviously, again, you you mentioned, you know, that that those press conferences were, were pretty political in terms of just saying the right things, pretty much, or and not really getting into any gray areas, but I do think we want him back too. I don't, I, I mean, don't that's see a situation where we don't, unless for some reason, I don't know. So I, I can't even think of a situation. Like, so I will say LaFleur and Goody both made it a point to say, we want him back. Yeah. And again, do they have to say that? Maybe. But at the same time, you Goody started the press conference off with everybody in that locker room. I, I want back. I'm gonna do you know what I can cap wise to make those things happen. He could have just stuck with that narrative when they got specific on Aaron. Same with Bach, right? Both both guys gave Bach like a resounding yes. We want him back, like long term. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I think if we make the moves we talked about briefly last week, and I can I can go over those today on the on the pod if you want. Um, we do have room to work with. Um, I, I don't think we're in dire situ- like a dire situation. No, I don't think so either. So one thing I did. That made it pretty. Uh, that I did notice that was pretty amazing to me was our defense was quite a bit more. Nine million more this year we spent on defense, which surprised me considering that a quarterback makes you know <laughs> crazy amount of money. Well, you got to think right. Right, we gave Jair extension. Uh, you think of Campbell and Douglas's contracts. Um, did Gary get an extension? I know. I, don't, not, I know that. Not really yet. Happen. So that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so I'll go over some of the numbers, and then 
you can kind of talk, hey, I, I kind of want that guy back or I don't. So oh, restructure-wise, so, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're going to go through the restructure options first, right? Yeah, so restructure-wise, David Bakhtiari, 7.8, 7. so really $8 million we save. If Kenny we Clark, if, yeah, this is all restructure. Okay, okay. Bach is $8 million, Kenny Clark's $11 million, Jair's closer to 9 Aaron Jones, 11 Preston Smith, 6.5. Those are the big ones on the restructure. Now, on the extension... We would save eight million with Rashawn Gary by extending him. By extending him, because that's almost essentially like restructuring and giving him more money later. Yeah, it's just sort of, but you, I don't because he's in his final year and it's his rookie deal. You can't restructure it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so like we literally ha- would save zero money on a restructure with him, and then obviously with with Aaron. We we save nothing with. How do we save money by extending him? Gary. Yeah. How do we save? Is that the question? Yeah. Well, because this year eight million, right? Yeah, we would save eight million. That's estimated because his base salary this year is ten point nine, and with an extension, you can take that ten point nine, give him a forty million dollars signing bonus over the course of the five years. And this year's cap goes down to, I think the lowest he can go down to is two. Okay. So okay. like his base salary is two million, but he got a crazy amount in, uh, in like a signing bonus and like X bonus, this bonus. Yeah. And those get prorated across the entire contract. Okay. But there, it's like a percentage wise. So the most we can save with him is three million. So, uh, the most we could save with him is 7.8 out of that 10.8. So like 3 million is the best we could get down to. Okay. So um, what's the total at with just those top guys? So with those guys, I mean, that's, that's eight. Let me go back to restructure. Uh, we got 11, 19, say 28, 39, 47, about 47 million. Okay. That's what we could save. That's what we would, yeah, that's what we would save. And then obviously when the, whoever we cut, which I'm sure there's going to be some cut pre-June ones. Um, I don't really, and no one's really, Josiah DeGuara could get cut for $1.1 million. Vernon Scott, Jonathan Garvin, like those guys we would save, we'd save a million each. And I, I don't know what they bring to the table if that makes sense yeah yeah. so yeah. like we can save odds and ends here and there and then aj Dillon is also a restructure possibility or extension possibility because i think that's a no-brainer but it only saves us two hundred fifty thousand. so okay that one's not so, a big one so we're looking at we're looking about 50 million that we can save restructuring if we restructure everybody and then cut some of those fringe guys yeah i mean i and then the cap's gonna go up it just does. I mean, that's yeah. the... But, so as of right now, it would be enough to pull us out of the hole. Oh, yeah. But if the if the salary cap gets increased, then we're out of the hole, and then this would really bring us to a better place. Yeah, and, and it's all going to depend on what we want to do with players like Aaron Jones, where 
you know, we can save 10 million by cutting him, but we're still on the hook. We can save 10 million by cutting him, but we can save about 11 by restructuring him. But if we cut him, we're on the hook for the future. If we restructure him, we're on the hook for the longer future. Yeah, so like, yeah. it's going to be interesting what they <clears throat> decide to do. Um, but I just don't see AJ Dillon being that every day, every down back. He's not as explosive. And I, I don't know if we have someone that can replace, you know. Yeah. I think that would be the difference. And is if we had like a Tony Pollard or I guess maybe that's a long, I mean, that's real good. But if we had a guy that was a number three guy that, was was kind of showing that he's got you know what I mean he's got some skill. I think it's easier to do, but Patrick Taylor, right? That's the third guy. I'd have to look. I don't even know if he's under contract. I know that Goodson guy, but Patrick I mean, Taylor, nine hundred forty thousand. So yeah, <clears throat> he is a he is on the roster, but and I don't I just, know who's a free agent that we could go and get to replace Jones and save money, right? Because like. You, you obviously not. Just, oh, sign Josh Jacobs. Like, well, that's gonna cost you, bro. Like, you want to so well see Aaron Jones? Yeah, I'm gonna see Aaron Jones dead cap money. And 24 right now is five million. 25 is one million. So, like, I don't, I don't think we want to pay him. And then this year with a cut, dead cap is 10 million. So, like, we're gonna pay him. We're gonna. We're gonna pay twenty five million over. You know what I mean? Like I, I think he provides the team enough to where you wouldn't just cut him. Like you would try to find a trade suitor or something yeah. to that extent to which, where you're not. Which is possible because I mean, it's there's possible, some teams but out there that could definitely use him. Miami comes to mind. You know, I know that Mostert and Wilson, but Aaron Jones is better than both of those guys. Yeah, I just I don't I don't think his cap number. Like, the ones that scare me are, like, the David Bakhtiaris and the Kenny Clarks, right? 27 mil for David Bakhtiari and 22 mil for Kenny Clark. Like, I don't think we're going to cut either of those guys. I don't think we're going to try to deal either. 24 million for Kenny Clark and then 21 million for Jair. I don't think we're going to do anything with them other than, like, maybe in a uh, restructure. But, like, I don't know. They're, they're more enticing to me than an Aaron Jones. To cut. to Well, if you're going to cut someone. Yeah. Um, but then again, like, Yash Nyman, I don't think we should re-sign, which means then David Bakhtiari almost has to stay on the roster because we you don't have now a bookend either. Yeah, if it's you one or the other, right? Yeah, and I don't think Nyman is, is the answer. So I think that Goody has his hands full, and this is going to be the most difficult offseason he's ever had. Uh, mainly because some of the stuff he did in the past is now coming back to bite him in the ass. Like the Bakhtiari, uh, not knowing he wasn't, right? He signed that deal and then got injured and then didn't play. Like, that's not Goody's fault. Yeah, that's really not. He was expecting, you know, a Hall of Fame left tackle for the next five years. Um, But who knows? I I think it all hinges on what Aaron does because... Aaron comes back. I think Bach comes back. I, I I don't know. I think they might push money to the future and, and give it another go and try to get a few big name free agencies 
that who knows how, how we make the money work. But then again, like, like Pat McAfee says, the salary cap's not real. What does it matter? Like they're going to figure it out. Yeah. Well, and and that's, and that's what everybody wants, right? That's what all those, those fans out there, they say, just, you just get it done. So I think, which is funny because now you hear them, oh, we should rebuild. And I'm like, bro, just last year you guys were saying, put put it all on red. You know what I mean? Put all your money in. And maybe we didn't put as – we didn't go as far as some of these, you know, fans would have liked. But now these same people are talking about, okay, it's time to rebuild. Trade Rodgers, but not really understanding the salary cap, you know what I mean, uh, consequences behind that and shit like that. So it's, you know, like they figured out they do. We just got to see what direction we want to take. Do we want to say fuck it, right, and just blow it up, get all this cap money, and maybe be mediocre for a few years, or do we want to say, man, let's give a, let's give this closing window one last shot, you know? Yeah, so I say two of the main, two of the biggest names on this list that really stand out to me because you don't know what to do, and I don't know what they're gonna do is Donnell Savage, who's set to make $8 million, but it's all dead cap. So you'd have to trade him. You have to trade him. Which, let me see a trade pre-June 1st. We would save... Yeah, we would save all $7.9 million. And then the other one is, what are we going to do with Adrian Amos? Um, because I think... Oh, why, don't, why don't you... Should we go down the list of Packer free agents? Yeah, I'd have to I feel like the Amos thing. He's one of them that's going to tie into that. Or do you want to talk about just Savage and Amos real quick, and then? No, we can the... talk about the free agents because really, I just wanted to bring up the fact that we signed Savage to his fifth-year option when he was playing well, and now we're stuck with this fifth-year option, and and like he didn't even start at the end of the year. Yeah. So, so good luck finding somebody. Well, if he I plays. Mean, you would take a hit on the pick then, right? No, I don't even know if someone's going to pay him $8 million. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, you'd have to give him and, like, a fifth rounder for, like, a sixth rounder or seventh rounder. Like, Yeah, it would be a, it'd be a cap shed. Like, you'd yeah. almost trade him straight up for, like, a seventh rounder because you just need the roster spot and you need the cap. Yeah, I mean, I could see somebody doing that. There's enough teams out there that could take a one-year chance on Savage, but... I mean, he played well in the slot yeah. at nickel corner, but... Um, just, so this is getting back... In, well, getting back into the free agency discussion or delving more into it, like well, Tayshawn Nix... Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's go down the list. So let's I don't have it in front of me. Let me see. You so, had sent it to me, but... We that, talked so much it's hard to go through our conversation. Yeah, that wasn't the full list though. It seemed like um, it the important people. Yeah, I think that's really what it was. All right, Packer free agents, twenty twenty three. So eighteen people have construct uh, expiring, unrestricted, which these guys are most likely gone unless we wow them. Is Corey Ballantyne, which. Good special teamers, but get out of here. Rudy, Rudy. Ford. That's where it gets interesting because Amos and Savage can't go. Like, And then Ford as well. Justin Hollins, who I liked, which 
If we bring him back, that probably means Preston Smith is cut. Alan Lazard. Dallin Levitt, huge special teams guy. Maybe he comes back on a super low uh, deal. Kayshawn Nixon. Eric Wilson. Voiding contracts. So Adrian Amos. Um, Cobb. So those two are technically... Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Mason Crosby, Mercedes Lewis, Dean Lowry's got to go. Jalen Reed, Tunyon, and then Restricted, who we can match. Chris Bounds, which I think we will. Tyler Davis, I don't know. I hope we don't, but I could see it. And then Yash Nyman, which, no thanks. Well, I think that there's – so just going off the expi- – or the, the Restricted, the guys that we – that we can match or whatever you said. So restricted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you let Nigerman go because then you're going to get like some compensatory pick next year. Yeah. Right. I mean, he played well, but I don't, if he's going to sign some big deal, he's going to sign a deal bigger than what we should sign him for. Cause Zach Tom, in my opinion, is a better player. Yeah, and I mean, if and then you look at um, the guy that went to the Bears. Yeah, I know the, you. The lineman. Yeah. You know, he got overpaid, in my opinion. You know, everybody, people <coughs> were kind of like, oh, we need the depth. Why did we let him go? But you let him go because you were hoping maybe you get a compensatory pick for the fact that he left and signed a deal and he's really getting, he's getting overpaid. I think that'll happen to Yash. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I see him signing a deal bigger than what we want to pay a backup tackle for. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying though. Like it's so it's it's kind of smart to let it go because then it's like, all right, maybe you know what I mean. You you get um you get something for it, and you really don't really you don't need it for that price. Tyler Davis is probably gone. I don't I... unless he comes back for cheap. I think he's gone. And then the, the the important one to me is Chris Barnes, just mainly because we don't really have a – I mean, unless you're really focused on McDuffie, Chris Barnes has a lot of injury history. So, like, I could see none of them coming back. Yeah. I could see him coming back. I don't see all three. I don't even really see two. Um, no, I, I think Davis and Yash are gone for sure. I don't know. I even think Barnes might be gone. Yeah, and it's possible because who knows what they're going to command out outside of the organization. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't – I'm not tied to any of them to where I'm like, hey, this is the guy we got to bring back. Um, moving up to those voided guys, I think it's imperative we bring Amos back or at least extend him and save some of that 8 million and maybe do like a two year extension. Um, and then if Rogers comes back, I would love to see Orlando Cobb back on the vet minimum. And if he doesn't play a lot, that's fine. But that veteran presence in the locker room is what, and then just the fact that like he had a pretty good year in my opinion. Um, I mean, he, he came, you know what I mean? He had some clutch catches. He, came through, you know, got some first downs here and there. I don't think he 
I mean, he did have one. Did he? Yeah, one pretty good game. Like, I think it was right before he got injured. Yeah. But I mean, if if you're gonna look at it, like, do what would I rather have Randall Cobb or uh, Jawan Winfrey? Yeah, I'll take Cobb in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? So, I think it's the veteran leadership that, like, so say Lazard leaves because I think that's a done deal. He's gonna get overpaid, and it is what it is. We screwed up by not signing him to a three or four year deal last year and we kind of burned that bridge. Yeah. But I just think he I don't man. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Like just I don't know. I thought maybe a four year twenty million, five million a year. But who knows? Maybe they tried and he wanted more. Yeah, um, that's the thing. There's probably unknowns or there's most likely unknowns, not probably, but there's there's definitely gonna be some but I don't know, man. I think it's take it or leave it. You can find guys that do those things too. Um, passing, you know, as a pass catcher, it's not the greatest. He has some drops. You know what I mean? Just something you don't really want to see out of a guy at, at this point in his career. Yeah, I just. It's not like I'm, you let him go in two years. He's Devontae Adams or something like that. Like No, I'm he, worried about the veteran presence that understand. Aaron Rodgers. Like, if we yeah. let Lazard go, Mercedes Lewis go, Robert Tunyon go, Randall Cobb go, if I'm Rodgers looking at that, that's like four of my most important people on the offense. Yeah. But like what... it also gives you, you know what I mean? Right now we're limited, but there's going to be options to bring in veterans as well. But they don't know him. That's yeah. the thing. Like, I don't know, though, man. Rodgers seems to be friends with a lot of people that you don't think that they're Well, they don't know him from a uh, playing standpoint. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see what we do. And it's all going to, like you said, it's going to depend on what 12 decides he wants to do. If he goes, then I see all of those guys for sure going. Like, we don't need you. We're going to let Jordan Love and these young guys figure it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely, I mean, you know. But again, too, Cobb could decide to retire. He could. Mercedes but Lewis definitely could decide that. I mean, he's. I'm actually pretty convinced Mercedes Lewis is going to come back if Rodgers comes back. Like they'll leave together. Yeah. I could see that. That's just my take on it from watching, you know, quite a bit of his interviews this off or this season. Laurie's uh, gone. Lowry's got to go. I just don't see with Devontae Wyatt stepping up and playing as well as he did at the end of the year. Like, I just don't see a roster spot for him at the money. What that... about Reed? Do we keep Reed? I actually liked how Reed played this year. Now it's, it's going to. I really, I did. I liked him a lot. Reed's going to be a hundred percent dependent on what he wants monetarily. Cause like if he's, um, if he's going to come back for a, cap friendly deal again then we i think we're solid yeah and and bringing him back yeah i think um i I would like to see him back but i i he's one of those guys where it's like "Eh, somebody's gonna somebody might be able to give him a little bit more but he could be at a point in career where he wants to keep you know being competitive and keep winning and not go to you know a team that has more cap space like like the bears or something like that but you know, it it just I guess it depends how you look at things, but I would like to see him back. Yeah, me too. Uh who else is on this list? Tunyon. Yeah. If you want him back. I, I do, him. but I do because I don't want us to 
waste a high draft pick. But and I think he has the best hands on the team, maybe other than Mercedes Lewis. Like in terms of like consistent just, being, he just catches everything that's thrown to him if it's in that area. Yeah, I just but, feel like he like he's I don't know he doesn't get enough he doesn't get enough involvement to warrant keeping him. I mean I feel like he's given us probably this season was before he tore that ACL and well that's another thing like does he need a year. Like, did he need that year to really get his feet back? Because yeah, I he, thought at the end of the year, every time he caught one of those, you know, over the middle passes, he, it ended up being a big play. Yeah, but I just but, you know, like, it, and especially like, I feel like when you play fantasy football, like you notice this kind of stuff. Like, Gary Gary Barnage was a tight end for the Browns. He had like one breakout year. Right, and everybody's like, "This is the guy," and I remember because I picked him up because he started playing because somebody got hurt, and then he started scoring all these touchdowns, and then two years later, you don't you don't even know where he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just feel like that happens, especially at these at this position, right? Like you either Travis Kelsey or you're just bouncing around. But I don't know. I mean, I, I I do. I think he's talented. I just feel like it's kind of run its course, but I guess when you look at it from from like uh, a monetary aspect, if he comes gonna, back for the cheap, I would. I would exactly. Would That's the biggest him. thing. It's is somebody gonna overpay for some of these guys, yeah. and if they well, do, they're they're gonna go. And if they're not, then maybe they look and go, "Well, my best option is coming back to Green Bay." Yeah, yeah, and and obviously you can't lose. Lewis, Davis, and Tanyan. You know what I mean? And so DeGora, because like, DeGora's got that big hit. Like, we can save a lot by cutting him. Yeah, I don't – what is he? He doesn't bring shit to the table, I don't think. I mean, he's, maybe he's a good blocker, but how many blockers? I don't know. I, guys, do we need blocking on the on the team, you know what I mean, at that position? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, you're like, going to need somebody that can catch the ball. I feel like we talked about the wide receiver room. I don't know if you want to get more into that, but I, I'm i good with it. No, I mean, I love Cobb, man. I always love Cobb. But thinking about yeah. the team, it's just kind of like, I I don't know. And Lazard, too, I, I feel like it's run its course. He's an excellent blocker. He's You know what I mean? I, he seems to be a good teammate, but I don't think he's worth – investing, you know, four more years into, I think we've seen his peak. He makes good catches, but then there's times where he drops the ball and doesn't make the play, and he's just kind of a mediocre player, but like he's like on the higher tier of mediocre players. Yeah, I think the I think the biggest thing that we as fans, which we're not very good at this because we have no like it's it's one hundred percent out of our control, and we have no like, there's no repercussions. Because yeah. me, I'm like, sign them all, fuck it, <laughs> right? But like, this is their job, this is their lifestyle. Like the guys in the front office. So, the thing we as fans need to realize for especially this off season is this team could look drastically different next year with players that we really grew fond of, yeah. like Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb. Adrian Amos, possibly Aaron Rodgers, 
possibly Aaron Jones, possibly David Bakhtiari. Like, yeah, this team guys have look... been watching for a good chunk of and chunk and they're years. they're like important to us as fans. As fans, yeah. So like, I don't know. It's almost like you got to take the emotion out of it a little bit and hope that the the organization is making the right decisions. Yeah. Well, and like it, like you said, it's out of our control, especially like, it, you know, Mercedes Lewis is 39. He could retire, you know. Um, Cobb is only 32, but he's been in the league 12 years. He could retire. And those things would really be out of our hand, you know what I mean? But um, Even them but, going somewhere else, though, like the, the organization might be like, hey, I, what we're doing hasn't been working and we want to do whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what about we just, Crosby? Do we bring Crosby back? I think you do. Mainly because, like, you'd think by now we at least would have had someone on the practice squad that we groomed well enough. And I feel like we were changing kickers on that practice squad so much that it just doesn't – like, we could draft someone, but now we're talking about a top – like a six rounder for that for that best kicker coming out. Yeah. So and he's reliable. Is he gonna make the fifty I mean he made a fifty six yarder this year. Is he gonna make the fifty nine sixty yarder? Probably not. Should we be kicking fifty nine sixty yarders? <laughs> Probably I don't not. think so. Like I don't think like as an organization we should even be kicking them. Like we should be better on offense. Yeah. But and he's reliable, so I would say the only thing Crosby does that I that really irks me, and it it irks me less in today in today's Green Bay Packers than it did in the past, is his touchback numbers are the lowest in the NFL. So from a our special teams used to be so bad that you know what I mean? Yeah. But now that our special teams is playing better, well, well, do we continue to play better? Does Rich stay? Because Rich is also a free agent, I guess. Is he? Yeah, it was only a one-year deal, I think. Um, we'd be idiots not to pay him. Yeah, I mean, he he drastically changed the special team, so I would agree. And then the, the one, in my opinion, which then makes Savage, like, what do we do with Savage? Is Kason Nixon? So like, now we're getting now we're getting into the. Well, we've the, talked about it a little bit. We talked about Lazard some. We talked about Tunyon some. But this is the Kaysan, unrest- this is yeah. the unrestricted free agent, right? Yeah. So was Lazard. So was yep, Tunyon. Okay. Yeah. No, no. So, Tunyon was. Uh, he's avoiding contract. Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. We're, we're moving into the... Nope, so the only one I think I've touched on then was um, Lazard on accident. No, it's all good, man. So, yeah. Uh, I think I mean, the we... one that stands out there is Nixon. Because, yeah. I mean, he's first team all pro. But here's... And I know for the people listening are like, well, it's, you know, 10 years later, blah, blah, blah. Probably the best returner in NFL history, Devin Hester... Highest contract was six million a year. Yeah, because he wasn't think, a good receiver. <laughs> well, Kason Nixon's not that great of a defensive no. back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but you can't keep Savage 
and Kaysan Nixon because, well, you could, but then you're, you're losing some of the young guys. Yeah. Um, well, then you're also – the quality of play is kind of dropping down. I think a three-year, eighteen million, with a lot, with a, a lot of that eighteen million being signing bonus that can be projected out, makes sense to me. Obviously, I'm not in the front office. I'm not him, but I well, think that'd be a steal. Yeah, I think that you have to look. You have to look at everything, right? How? What was the impact of Nixon on? special teams alone, right? Definitely worth it. Definitely worth that price. Because we went from, and I don't know statistically, I'm just going off of visual. We went from, like, one of the worst special teams units to uh, a really decent, a, a really good one, I, and from what I could see, you know. but Yeah, and we and did. That, imp- that, that impacts your offense better Better starting field position. You know what I mean? He, he actually returned one. When's the last time we had one return? Was it Cobb or something like that when he was a rookie? Yeah, 2011, Cobb did. And I, th- I think that was it. We might have had a defensive back return one since then, but it was. Maybe a punt, but not a, like a kickoff one. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the kickoff, first Cobb's first game against the Saints, he took one back 108 yards. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. We haven't had it in so long. And I know it's not like the easiest thing to do in football, right? That's probably one of the harder ways to score is on a, a kick return for, you know, for a touchdown. But but he also led the league in average. Like, yeah. this wasn't like, oh, he, he scored once, so we signed him to this thing. Like, we – He was consistently sig- good. Yeah, we significantly had better starting field position because of him. Somehow he was – good with the ball, even though I felt like he would wield that fucking thing all over the place when he was running. <laughs> like, fucking arm going all everywhere with the ball, but, I mean, he didn't fumble, really. You know, like, I don't know. I think I think he's a guy you gotta keep. I agree. I, I do. Um, another one that stands out is Rudy Ford. But it's predicated on can we get rid of Savage or not? Because I just don't think you can have that many defensive backs on the roster. You don't sign Rudy Ford to a extension or to a deal and then cut him. Yeah. Like, so that's an interesting one. Corey Ballantyne, special teams guy. I think they're dime a dozen. He didn't stand out big time to me. Who knows, Shamar Jean Charles, who we drafted last year, the defensive back, could be just as good on special teams, but just needed a year, you know. Yeah, well, and he was hurt too this year. He was, but he was inactive a lot. Yeah, um, and he was hurt his first – I think this is his third year. Second John year. Charles, I think it's his – I thought he was a rookie. Um, I don't believe so. And then the other one, Dallin Levitt, is going to be 100% based off of Rick Basaccia, in my opinion. Um, like, Rick Basaccia, 2021 draft, so it was his second year. Okay. Yeah, and he, was, and he was hurt his first year, too, a lot. Yeah, I think Dallin Levitt comes back if Rich Versace comes back, and he'll probably come back for, like, the league minimum, some special teams guy only. Yeah. Um, because I guess him and Rich Versace are pretty close. What about Eric Wilson, another special teams guy? I, I feel like a lot of these guys that 
that we're thinking, hey, man, we might want to keep these guys. They're A lot of them are special teams guys. Yeah, I just – I think that a lot of it has to do with coaching. Like, Eric Wilson's been on the team for, I think, multiple years. I thought well, – we, uh, we picked um, him up on the waiver this year. Did we? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think we could find a, he's a linebacker, right? I think we could find yeah. a linebacker that can play he's that. He's graded out as one of the best special teams players in the NFL, according to pro football focus. Well, I don't know. That's a decision for Goody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I just mean, not like, it wouldn't yeah. be this. I mean, we signed 13 players, to future contracts. I don't know what they have planned for those guys. Yeah. Like, those could be guys that they see as future special teams guys so that we can let some of these other dudes go. Um, and then Justin Hollins, you said you, you would like to see him. I'd like to see him if Preston Smith leaves. So if we decide to cut Preston Smith and save the $6 million, which I think is probably one of the moves that we would – one of the more – one of the moves that I wouldn't be surprised about. Yeah. Um, then I'd like to have at least some veteran presence there with Gary and not just have the rookie, you know, Kingsley and then Jonathan Garvin is on the list. So it's like, I don't want to get super young in that room, but. Yeah, I think, I think the thing that makes that, that move, the Preston Smith move, like more probable is one, you have Gary. Two, and Ikbari looked pretty good. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. he's not going to have the experience that Preston Smith has. But then you can bring in, right, a veteran guy to be the guy kind of at the same level as Enigbari and then even take the back seat and not have to pay him as much. I don't I don't have a list of those kind of guys that will be available. So, like, yeah, I don't either. And people are going to people are going to cut players that the same situation that we're in. They're going to do the same things. You know? Yeah. Yep. Like I could save $9 million by cutting this guy. And you'd think, why the fuck would you cut that guy? Just the same way we're thinking, man, I, why would we cut Preston Smith? But financially, it's going to make sense. And you are going to have, you know what I mean? You're going to have some guys available. You're going to, yeah, you got to make difficult decisions. And I think that's one of them that I could see us making because he is an aging linebacker. And I don't really see us pushing his contract further and being forced to pay him yeah you'd be tied down more more money yeah yeah i i i think the two the two big moves that are highly possible that seem like they shouldn't be is going to be him and aaron jones and i don't see both happening but i do see one happening i just don't know which one I just don't think our linebackers – I mean, our running back room is as healthy as our linebacking room. Yeah. And you said and, it – And this would have to happen before the draft or after the draft? Cause that well, it has to happen for free agency. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you wait till June 1st, you're not signing anyone. No. no but if don't. you trade Aaron Jones, that's going to be a pre-draft thing, I would, I would assume. Oh, if you, if you trade him. Yeah. But no yeah, one's going to take Preston Smith's contract, in my opinion. Like, no, we'll just end up releasing him. Be able to trade him. Um, I see Preston yeah. happening. I don't. I. The more I think about it, unless Patrick Taylor is some hidden gem, which he could be. I mean, Aaron Jones is a fifth round pick. 
Yeah, we've seen. I feel like we've seen enough of Patrick Taylor to know that he's not. Well, he's that, not Aaron Jones. He's not that caliber. I don't think he's not even. I guess it's different because the 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 running styles are different compared to him and Dylan. But he, I don't know. I don't. He's not better than Dylan for sure. I like Patrick Taylor, but now Goodson. Who knows? Undrafted guy, kind of showed. Maybe he had some stuff, but I, he I reminded me more of Dylan than. Than yeah, Taylor. he was. Yeah, he was a. Uh, but I, I mean, again, I don't. You know what I mean? Who knows? You could cut him and hope that you get a Jeff Wilson kind of guy, right? Because even that would be all right. Because then Dylan's the main guy, and then he becomes that change of pace back instead of whatever it is that we do now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like Dylan comes in, but he's not the change of pace back. Well, I guess it's, it is change of pace because you're changing it maybe down but yeah it's change of pace but even Jones runs just as hard as AJ Dillon yeah yeah so <clears throat> I don't know I, I think if I really thinking about it I feel like Pr- Preston's probably going to be the guy that goes and I'd be okay with it yeah. it is it's part of the business it's part of the game I mean I'd be okay with it but I wouldn't be ecstatic like I think he's a good no, player but I mean you understand it I would yeah. rather lose him than Jones at this point looking yeah. at what our roster looks like yeah yeah 100% because yeah. yeah there's there's nobody there's no other running back that even got us excited in preseason you know like not even one of those kind of guys but I think that's the list huh yeah that's it that's it so out of all those people I know we just already talked about it who is the one that you want to see back that you know won't be – you probably won't be back? Uh, I don't know. Probably Tanyan. Yeah? Yeah, just because – well, I don't know. Him or Randall Cobb. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think there's there's a lot of players on this – like I said earlier, that I don't think we'll be Green Bay Packers next year that we as fans really like. Yeah. And it's hard to like – I don't know. It's hard to pick one. If I had to pick one out of all of them, it's probably Randall Cobb. If I had to pick one that's realistic, it's probably Bobby T. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, for me it's Jaron Reed. I think he's – He's the guy that I want, but I, I think somebody might overpay. He's older, though. That's why I, I'm I'm less inclined to think he's going to get paid, you know. But he could. He could for I mean, sure. It, yeah, and maybe overpaid in terms of what we can. What we're going to – yeah, get. yeah. So, yeah, I'm not – yeah, I don't think he's going to get some huge contract, but I think he might get more um, than we can give him. One guy I don't want to see back is uh, Dean, Dean Lowry. Yeah, I don't know, man. Dean's I'm like one it. of those guys that's super it. up and down, you know? Super consistent, but no splash plays, and I just don't think he's worth the money. Yeah, not with Devontae Wyatt. Now, if if Reed is gone as well, then I don't – I guess I don't mind seeing him be re-signed just because of the familiarity and stuff like that. But you got – you know what I mean? You got Clark. You got Devontae Wyatt. Um who else was uh, 
and Slayton. I don't think Slayton so. was good. I, I like Slayton. But I'm but saying, yeah, he could fill the Lowry role for sure. He can, but also that Ford, I forget what his foot, Jonathan Ford, he was inactive pretty much the whole year. Yeah. So I think they think we have guys there that if Jalen Reed depth. goes, yeah, it's not going to hinder us. If Preston Smith goes, it's not going to be, you know, terrible. Um, and financially, it just might make more sense. But the reason Jalen Reed's not the guy on mine is because I have no, like, he's been here one year. Like, he didn't, he didn't I just come like, in. And... I, like, I like, for me, the tie, the tie to him is – like, yes, we can let Dean Laurie go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do not, I'm like, not on the Laurie train, man. Like, he's got to go, you know. So I think that is what, like, Reed's play was like, what in my head is going to facilitate that. But, you know, if they both go, then you're, you know, you don't know about the death. But is there anybody you absolutely don't want to see back? Um, no, I mean, I wasn't very high on Savage for the whole year. And then I thought when he moved to the slot, he played exponentially better. But I just don't know if him being a slot guy at $8 million a year makes sense with Stokes coming back. Rasul possibly getting then moved inside. Now you just have an $8 million guy sitting on the bench. Like, yeah, I just, I hate that. I don't know that his play dropped so much that we're now like looking at an $8 million, like dead cap hit to cut somebody because he's not even worth a roster spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough to swallow. It's tough and to it's swallow. not like the way he played. I'm I, when they re-signed him to his fifth-year deal. I was happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I thought he was a staple in our back in our defensive backfield for years to come. And then this year, obviously, he got benched. And he, I mean, he played. He should have been benched earlier, if I'm being honest. Um. It's kind of one of those things you hold on too long. Well, you invest a lot in them, and you know the talent they have because you've seen it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess if there's a guy that on our roster that I'd probably want off, it'd be maybe him. But, like, Josiah DeGuara, I wouldn't miss him much. Um, Jake Hansen's an offensive you know, a backup center, I, I really wouldn't miss him much. He was terrible at guard. Yeah. I would like, I mean, Amos, obviously, I would like to see back. Yeah, you just wonder, like, is he willing to take. He's good, don't get me wrong. But he's aging and he's not worth $8 million a year. Yeah. So, like, is he willing to take less to come back to a team that he knows or. Does he want to test free agency, which I don't think he'd have a huge market personally, but he could. Yeah. I mean that veteran presence, right? That guy. Yeah. But I feel like Jair, you know, Jair is our veteran in that room. No, I meant like that could be enticing for another team. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. 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 
No, for sure. I knew what you meant, but I'm saying us oh, losing okay. him. I feel like Jair brings kind of the vibe of that room anyways. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's the more, he's the most outspoken guy, you know? Yeah, he's an interesting one. <laughs> he ain't cried since he was a baby. He's such a weirdo, man. <laughs> he's a strange dude, he's, but... He's... Um, I'm trying to think, what else do we want? Do we want to talk? Do you want to... So, okay, free agency, obviously, we're not going to get into, like, available people. I think it's way too early for that. We can wait till the off season starts and you know, maybe right before free agency, but um we've gone through the guys that we that we have possibly coming up to re sign or to let go or whatever. Uh what about the what about that, that draft pick? So we got the fifteenth pick. Yeah, so we'll touch on this and then we'll wrap it up because yeah, I don't want to tar- bore just, people. Just yeah. Position. yeah just position. The number one position I don't want to target is fucking tight end. I don't care. I will argue it like there are minimal tight ends that have ever been drafted in the NFL that were worth a first round pick, including a top 15 pick. And the list is probably five people long. So I don't yeah, want to spend that enough. up when we're done, just because I'm curious. About I'm saying worth it. You yeah. know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, actually yeah. worth it. Whereas, you know, you, but it's beside the point. So my number one position is safety. Because of, I'm worried about Savage, Amos, and Ford. So I think we need to bring in a high playing safety. My number two position is uh, outside linebacker. Interesting. Um, I think I think it's hard to say right now because what we decide to do in free agency is probably going to change that a lot. If we don't bring someone in for the wide receiver room and when it's all said and done, we have three people in that room, then it's wide receiver. Um, If we let all four tight ends go, then maybe we trade back and take a tight end. I do like the tight end out of Georgia, Darnell Washington. I was going to say, I think he could be available in the second Um, round. And that's the thing. I'm I'm content with a second-round tight end. I am not happy with the first round. When you have the holes we have. Yeah. Like, we didn't you we don't use the tight end enough to warrant a first round pick. Yeah, at this point, yeah, we don't. Like, if Tunyon had eighty catches this year and a thousand yards, I'd be like, well, we need to either resign him or we need to draft someone. But he didn't, so I just don't think we use them enough. Yeah, I I guess for me. The the I'm offensive line I think is something I wouldn't mind seeing at that pick, but I'm with you on the safety thing. And I was thinking about this the other day, and this was kind of before like you were talking about the Amos, and I know like Savage is technically on the roster, but I'm like, we really need somebody back there. We got to find a guy now, unless you're gonna hit in free agency like. Um, What's his name from the Bills will be a free agent Poyer. Um, you know, but unless you're gonna dip that way, kinda like we did with Amos, but we gotta we gotta draft one of these top guys. Yeah, and I, I do like the kid out of Alabama. Um but I don't know. It's... Alabama players always scare me because I'm like 
I know because they, they are they products of the like, system or are they. Well, and they're playing with the best talent, pretty much. You know what I mean? They'll, well, you could say the same thing about Georgia the last couple of years, and those yeah. seem to work out for us so far. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's early in that in that too. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's early because we don't know their RAS scores, and if we know anything about Goody, no, 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 I mean it's early oh. to evaluate because yeah, yeah, Quay Walker could stop playing well. Stoke, no, hundred percent. And then it's like, well, then it really didn't work. Out well, we that. also are saying, you know, there's Donnell Washington's a possible second rounder. This yeah, branch yeah. out of Alabama's a first round prospect. Well, they could go and fuck the combine up and they drop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like it's even too early to talk about individual names in, in the draft because really until the combine, none of it matters. Because someone's going to go and wow scouts and, and who knows, they're going to jump to top 10 and. They weren't even on the radar. Yeah. So, like, I am excited for all that in the off season, but I think a lot of our our first our first round pick absolute need is going to come with what happens in free agency or what we decide to do with the yeah. roster. Because if you do let a Bakhtiari go, well, now it's an offensive tackle. Like, there's no fucking doubt in my mind you have to go get a first round offensive tackle. Um, if you let Jones go, you might be spending a top three pick on a wide, on a running back. If you let that wide receiver room get depleted, well, now you might be spending a top three pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very uh, it's very dependent. But like with today's roster, I think safety's one and outside linebackers two, and defensive linemen might be on it if Lowry and Reed and all those guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and again, too, it, it does depend on how the dominoes fall. And I feel the thing that's scary about the 15 pick is I feel like that is the range where people are jumping ahead and, you know, moving back. Like there's potentially a lot of movement around you. And obviously that can dictate who's available for you. You know what I mean? I will say if we, if the chips fall appropriately in free agency and we we fill some of the glaring holes whether internally or externally and we decide to move back i would be pretty happy like back to the middle of the 20s and then pop a pop like a third rounder i would like that would make me i would be really content with that yeah i guess it would depend who's available at the time that we yeah we could trade. i mean we could do that yeah. every year though we passed yeah, up yeah, on yeah, tj yeah. watt to go get kevin king so that was stupid well, hindsight, that. right? I didn't like no, it no, at the no. time. I hated it that day. <clears throat> I hated I didn't, it immediately. I didn't like it at the time, but no one knew what T.J. Watt was going to become. Like, we could yeah. say, oh, he was going to become a pro bowler, but, yeah, well, fucking Preston Smith was a pro bowler. He, no, you know? I know, but I just – just based, based off of the talent and the fact that he was a homegrown guy, you know what I mean? Like, but I don't know. I just – I really wanted him. Real quick, I have uh, a list up of first-round tight ends since 2000, right? Okay. So, at first, I'm like, oh, that's not that long ago, but that fucking is a long time ago. <clears throat> um, I'll only name the guys that are in the top 15. Okay. So, Bubba Franks. That was us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Jeremy Shockey. Let's see. Kellen Winslow. That did not work. Bust. Uh, let's 
let's see. A lot of these guys are in the 20s and 30s. Vernon Davis. Eh, not worth it. Uh, let's see. These, yeah, these guys are pretty late. Um, that's a 20, 20. Eric Ebron. Holy shit, he went 10. He was a 10th pick. That's crazy. Um, I mean, none of these guys. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, Kyle Pitts potentially is going to be worth every single penny of that number four pick, but I still think it's just too high. But to prove, yeah, and it kind of proves your point. I mean, that's the last 22 years, and I skipped over the guys that were picked in in the 20s and 30s because I just feel like, you know what I mean, that that doesn't really fit our situation. Because I would, if we had the 30 or 28th pick and we took the tight end out of Notre Dame, I would be cool with that. I'd be like, that's a good pick. But, yeah, it's all yeah. relative to yeah where you're at. Um, yeah. Now I will say is, this: fifteen is tough. I think thinking about this scheme and the teams that use this scheme, um, the tight ends don't have that huge of a role. Yeah. So again, a first round pick, in my opinion, is someone that's going to come in and have massive impact. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, so yeah, we'll, I mean, obviously, there's we got so much stuff, you know, that's going to happen between then and yeah, uh, for sure. I, I just, mean, one of these guys could get injured, and the next thing you know, somebody that really needs that position, you know, reaches for someone. It, I mean, any anything can happen. Somebody but, could trade up for a quarterback. The Bears could move back, and now you're looking at uh, just a complete shuffle. Yeah. The, the one thing that I want to say before, like before we're, we we wrap this up about the draft is I'm already seeing it in some like early mock drafts, but bro, I don't want to hear people talk about we need a receiver in the first round. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it this year. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I, again, I think it depends on what we do with that room. Like if we bring no one in, and we're walking into the draft with Watson Dobbs tour. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you maybe you'd, maybe you trade back ten spots for extra picks because now we have to draft three wide receivers again. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I I just think outside of those three guys, you know what I mean. Those guys aren't going to play much, and we're not going to. We're definitely not going to be empty like that. You know, I think that you're going to bring in guys. The one potential thing, and I know people, it's a the, the D-hop situation, but um, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just, I think at 15, I guess you could hit. And you could hit anywhere, but I just feel like it's not a need. I think there's bigger needs than receiver. Because yeah. potentially this could, if, if, if Rodgers doesn't come back, what is another good receiver going to do? You know what I mean? Like, you got to yeah. love is the guy I, then. I, I, I'll end, well, I'll end my side of the podcast on this. I may have an aneurysm if Rogers announces that he's retiring and then we pick a fucking first round wide receiver. <laughs> I might have a legitimate aneurysm. Like, I might have to be admitted to the loony bin because I will not understand what the fuck, what took. 18 years to do, but 
I would not be surprised. I'd be like, yeah. oh, well, there we go. See, I don't see any of those guys really standing out to be to take at receiver at the 15th pick. No, last year was receiving. Yeah, Alave, Garrett Wilson. It was those... top. The top end was better. I think this year the middle is strong. Like the yeah, top. I mean, who's who's even out there? Addison USC and USC. then the two Ohio State cats. Um, or the one Ohio Nixon, State cat. Nick, or Nick Jigba or whatever. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. But, but even I, he, I felt like he wasn't uh, as great this year. I thought they had some other guys that were kind of showing up. I don't know. I just don't I, – I don't see – I see it in the mock drafts. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, he's going to need a weapon. Like, bro, we have weapons. We're going to need other things. Like, yeah. If, yeah, if and... that's the case, if, if that's the case and we're going to take a pass catcher, I would rather try to hit on that tight end than, than I would another receiver because, we, you know what I mean, we don't get any production really out of it. Out Here's, of I said I was done, but here is a question. What if we offer, let Tunyon go, let uh, Davis go, let the cut the Gua, offer Lazard tight end money and a change of uh, position? Is he big enough to play tight end? Shit, he fucking blocks like one. I guess. But it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, but it's different, DNs and... different money as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I would rather, I don't even know who's like, uh, free agents for tight ends or anything like that. But I saw a list. It, it was not very extensive, and I say that because Bobby Tunyon was like number five on it. Yeah, that's yeah. But I think that's a position that's always going to be like that. You're never going to have like a bunch of really good tight ends on the market at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, if you get a Mark Andrews or a, a Kelsey, you you hold on to them. You don't. They don't go anywhere. The only guy that I'm like might get some money is Ingram because he's been balling out down there. Yeah, I still wouldn't mind uh, trying for one of those. Uh, what team is it? The Somebody has two tight ends that are – and they played – oh, Irv Smith. Irv Smith and TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. I wouldn't well, mind Dove Smith. They're going to be – is he a free agent? No, I think he, like, signed an extension, but he could be due to be cut due to the contract because, situation. Yeah. Well, and, like, I know the Colts have that Jelani Woods guy, and they said I think – I don't think they picked up his, like, third – or I don't know how it worked because they were saying he could be available, but I feel like, no, he was just picked. That didn't make sense. I don't know. I just – whatever, it's – that position is just – but my point is if you're going to take a pass catcher with a 15 pick, I'd rather it be a tight that, – that tight end than one of these receivers. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you, but our uh, opinion might change when we see what they do at the combine. Yeah, well, and it's going to change once we see what happens with the roster. Obviously, it's a really early conversation. but Yeah, for sure. So, but – all right, brother. I'm gonna find when, some dinner. Yeah. What What are we gonna do? Just for everybody out there, are we gonna do something next week, and maybe not uh, Packers related. What's that? For next, our, our next episode, are we gonna do another uh, Packer thing, or are we gonna give it some time and and let things kind of happen? 
Yeah, probably let give it some time. Maybe we can talk about the playoffs and maybe some basketball. Who knows? We'll, yeah, we'll we can talk week. about some Bucks stuff. We'll let the week play out, and we'll talk about it before uh, offline, and then we'll uh, we'll surprise our listeners. All right, man. That sounds good to me. But I'll holla at you, bro. All right, brother. Peace. Peace.